Welcome back to the Pitch Podcast. It is another week, another special guest. Mixed results over the weekend at Cooper Stadium in our doubleheader. The women were outstanding. Their last couple of games have been brilliant. The men, well, not so much. That doesn't matter. We've got time to make amends for that. Um, Today, I'm very excited because we are speaking to someone who managed to put away their first goal for Adelaide United at Cooper Stadium emotional celebrations and I love it the cheers were spectacular because I believe she had about 11,000 family members there and that is fine Chrissy Panagaris hey congratulations welcome to the pitch podcast thank you thank you for having me (laughs) how good very good what what do we talk about first the team performance or no you know what don't worry about the team performance we'll get to that a little bit later on um talk us through the build-up to the goal the feeling when you saw it go through and then what happened afterwards yeah, I don't. I feel like it was all just a blur to me. I just remember I was. I had think I had my back towards the goal. I saw Hodgie running with the ball. I don't even think I called for it. I, I think we just sort of made eye contact. She knew I was there. She passed it to me, and then as I've turned and got the ball, I'm like, "Nah, this defender's literally going to clean me up. She's got me." She backed off, and I I said to myself, "I've got this. I've got this," and I was like, "Yep, one, two touches." put her to her left and then bang, bottom left corner. And I just went blank. Like I literally was so emotional. And the emotion, the emotional side I think was more so it was a bit of a relief. Um, a relief because I had been, I feel like personally I had been doing so well at training. Um, I was practising a lot of my finishing and I think it was just a little reward for myself. Um, but yeah, it, again, when we watched it this morning at training, like it was a build-up from our defence line midfield and what we've been practicing at training with our passing drills up back through it did all lead up to that goal so has it been frustrating in a sense that um the the start of the year and I guess to the end of 2023 was really poor like it was as, as a fan it was disappointing but I could see even more disappointment and frustration amongst the playing group because I feel like you all knew that you were better than the results that you were ending up with especially at home there was um, a match at Marden where I, I watched Izzy speak to the troops saying we've, we've got a chance to really start the year fresh um, I think it was the last game of the year before moving into the new year where you, like, you, you got together and it was outstanding but I feel like um, there has been a frustration amongst the group where it's just sometimes you go, well, that's football. Sometimes shit th- things are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, the the downside, like, I feel like our trainings have been so good. Like, I feel like there hasn't been a week where we've had such a bad training and the results happen. We're like, well, that's what happens when you train um, poorly. But I feel like all of our trainings have been so so, you know, they've been in, they've been high intensity. Everyone's been doing so well. I can't fault anyone. And I think the disappointment comes from we can do so much better on game day um, and trying to find out what is letting us down. It could be just that, that, final, that final bowl, our execution, just our finishing. But I think overall our morale, the culture and everything is still there, which is the main thing. Um, so I think it's just more disappointing on us because we're like, we're doing so well at training and why aren't we getting the results? But I think the last couple of weeks, I think there's a switch that's been flicked there and we just got to be consistent now. Because you could, you could drop your heads if you wanted to with, with finals being pretty challenging yeah. to achieve um, and then you go down 1-0 on the weekend. Like you, you could all just go, ah, too hard basket. Um, some of you are almost semi-professional where you have to work and then come and train um, in a professional league. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a challenge. So... Yeah. Uh, 
to actually go, no, we're going to finish the yeah. season on a high yeah. and work towards things for next year. That's a credit to the group yeah. and I'm sure you're pretty proud of that. Yeah, definitely. And you can see it with all the girls and, and like I mentioned before, the disappointment is just more so because we know we can do better mm. and that there is something there. It's just a matter of how we're going to get there um, and with that consistency as well. And also with Stents as well, I've got to give it to him. Like every session, he's not dropping his head. Like he, he knows that there's something within this group um, and it's just us trying to obviously reward our ourselves on game day but yeah I've got to give it to the girls we, we've been trying and it's finally starting to pay off now but don't want to talk too soon but yeah we, we need to we need to stay on this um winning streak now and to score a goal at Cooper Stadium is, is one thing and we we get to go back to Cooper Stadium for pride round really soon which is awesome that's going to be huge yeah. um yourself as a player can you give you me and the the listeners a bit of a self-assessment because I feel that you're utilised coming off the bench really well but a lot of players don't want to play off the bench. They want to start and play 90 minutes. It can work both ways. Sometimes coming off the bench, you're full of energy and you give the team a spark what they need. But footballers don't grow up saying, I would love to come off the bench at a team. You know what I mean? Is that <laughs> yeah. making sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there, there's always going to be a starting point. Um, at the moment, I knew I was going to come into this season just kind of being, you know, a bit of a sneak peek of getting into the side and coming off the bench. Um, it is obviously something I'm working towards where I, I want to get in that starting position. But I think for myself, I don't want to be selfish and I've got to look at what other players will be better performing for 90 minutes. Um, and I think at this stage, like I'm happy at the moment coming off the bench, especially with my match fitness um, as well. Um, but yeah, I'd rather someone who can actually put out that 90 minutes and give good quality football over someone who's a bit, you know, 20 minutes um, and not and only give enough for that 20 minutes. So, yeah, look, it, it's not something that I want. I do want to work towards starting um, a starting position and I guess that's something I'd work for for next season, um, being my first season this season as well. So, Is that a challenging transition? Because you go from, you know, being one of the, the more dominant players in the WNPL where you're going to be playing 90 minutes. That's like, it's guaranteed, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then a step up yeah. means you have to take a it's, – it's strange how it works because you step up but then you kind of have to step back when it comes to football yeah, minutes and you've got you to bide your yeah. time yeah it is like that but I think it's a good glimpse of the the gap between NPL and and a league as well I think there is sort of that that big gap there um and I think that's why I'm I'm pretty happy with where I'm at at the moment just getting games here and there getting the feel of um you know the other teams and how they play because NPL you're playing the same girls over and over again um, so yeah, you're sort of used to with, but with A League, these girls are coming anywhere from anywhere over the world, getting signed. So you're up against these, these good quality players. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good. It's I like it. I like it. <laughs> Have you had a moment playing in the league where you go, "Wow, I'm I'm here. Like I'm playing against this person." I mean, you look at. The Matilda squad, which was announced with Michelle Heyman, who's just been out of action for so long. And whenever we play against Canberra United or whenever we play against Michelle Heyman, I'm like, well, she's going to score. It's just a matter of when. Like, um, We've got some really good players playing in the league. So have you had a moment where you've gone, okay, cool, I'm playing here? Yeah, probably, yeah. (laughs) Heyman Heyman definitely has been been up there um playing in my number nine position as well I do look up to her and and what she's been through and um and what her achievements have been over the last couple years so I think yeah in round one when we played them it was a bit yeah it was a bit you know overwhelming seeing her and I'm like oh I look up to you the player so and then along with you know Tamika Yallop um 
Who else was there? I think Chloe Legazzo as well. So, yeah, it was quite exciting. <laughs> and then you look at the calibre of the players in the WNPL where um, – there's a lot of brilliant players who play for Adelaide United who have had brilliant careers in the WNPL. Um, that shows the strength of women's football in South Australia. Yeah. It's only getting better. Yeah, definitely. Like you've got the likes of Izzy, um, Izzy Hodgson, Dylan Holmes. Um, uh, Nano as well. Nano, Nano's Nano, been, my favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nano, my favourite. Um, Claudia Jenkins as well. Um, yeah, our goalkeeper. She's obviously with with LA City. She's been doing well. We've got lots of good quality players. Emily Hodgson. I hope I didn't forget anyone else. But you know, th- those girls are a good group of girls. And yeah, you can tell when they come back into MPL League, the the level rises with them. What's it like with the crossover now? Because preseason games are going to be starting, if not already. Uh, you go. Um, I, I live in Semaphore, so if I go on the express. Way I go past Croydon's new home on yeah. Friday night or whatever, and I yeah. see games like everyone's going through their media stuff with Football South Australia. Yeah. So, when it comes to your commitment, do you have to wait for the season to end in the A League Women to then decide what you're going to do locally, or do you just uh, fold back into WNPL? Yeah, I think that was a bit of talks at the moment. Um, not not too sure. I guess it's a conversation to sort of have with um, with Stents when it comes to that time, um, and depending on with finals as well, with A-League, um, hoping that we do make it. But, yeah, I guess that's a talk we sort of have um, with uh, Stents at the end of the season, um, whether we can go back to NPL or whether we have a month off. So, yeah. Do you sit down and you think about, Football goals, I mean, you're only brand new into your professional journey, but is overseas something uh, you aspire to experience or are you pretty present within the moment and just enjoying being in Adelaide? Because I find that um, I've spoken a lot about this with people on the podcast, that the idea of going overseas is great. But playing in front of your family and yeah. friends in the city you want to live in is pretty cool as yeah, well. <laughs> it is, it is. And I think that's a huge thing for me is family. And obviously, like you said, I had 11,000 family members. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah, and obviously that's something I'm always going to hold close to my heart is having my family there. But I guess they're the sacrifices you've got to make if you, if you want to be better um, and you want to, you know, take it to that next level. Um, I'm happy at the moment playing, you know, here with my in front of my family, but I am also happy um, long-term as well to, you know, expand and start looking elsewhere. And when I mean elsewhere, yep. if I do look overseas. And you've and you got likes of Charlie Grant and Alex Chidiak, Matilda McNamara, like ad, local Adelaide girls who have done that. And mm. look at them now, they're smashing it. So, yeah, I do look up to those girls and what they've done and it is something on my mind that I look forward to and, yeah, look at it long-term as well. Tell us about your family. Um, who had the the football genes and the football talent in the family? <laughs> to be honest, no one. Right. Dad, um, my dad's an Aussie rules background. Yeah. Mum is softball and was a runner and my two sisters were Nepal stars. Wow. Yeah, so I, I got my soccer soccer genes from my cousin who plays from, from Croydon. Yeah. Uh, sorry, at Croydon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, other than that, no one else really had that soccer background in the family. Did you have a choice of what sport you wanted to play and then you decided to, to stick yeah, with football? Yeah, so my dad, he's always wanted me to get into Aussie rules. Yeah, okay. And look, it is something I would love to try, um, but I never did. Um, it was between netball and soccer, and while I was playing the both, I think I compared, you know, the the fouls that you get in netball compared to soccer, yes. and I was like, oh... Yeah, no, I think I'm happy with soccer. <laughs> Nothing against netball at all. Um, it just, obviously, soccer, you get a little bit more into it. Yeah, so how old are you now? I'm 
24. You're 24. And yeah. when did you start playing soccer? I started playing, I think, when I was nine, 10 years old. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's been a very long journey. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love stories like yeah. that. Um, I mentioned before that there's some of the players that um, are just here and football is what they need to do to get yeah. by. Are you working as well outside? Yeah, working full-time um, at a car dealership. Yeah. But, you um, sold one of the staff members here a car. She told me she spoke glowingly of you, Christina. She says, I think Oh, Chrissy yeah, she comes so- in for a service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Didn't even know until I saw her and I yeah. was like, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, working full-time at a car dealership at the moment. Um, well, gone down to part-time just to, you know, tie in with, with A-League season, um, which is, yeah, I've I got to give it to my work as well. Not very many um, workplaces, you know, accommodate for players mm. who having to come in late, having to leave early. Um, so I've got to give it to them. They've, yeah, they've helped me out a lot. What's it like with the fans? Um, I I spoke to Izzy about this at the 20th anniversary. To be able to play at Coopers is one thing, which is fantastic. Everybody wants to play at Coopers Stadium and we should have all of our home games here no matter what. But the fans also turn out to Martin. Last year they uh, arrived at Service FM Stadium at Jepps Cross. So um, for the fans to continually show up, how important are they and what sort of lift do they give the team? Yeah, it's very important and we've been so happy with the turnout we've had, Um, especially the Red Army. They came out, um, there was a big group of them um, at last Martin game and you could just tell they were chanting the whole game and, you know, despite the crowd, whether we've got hundreds or thousands, no matter what, having those X amount of people there just lifts all the girls. You could just see it. Um, even at Cooper's, like the turnout has been amazing for us. Um, and, yeah, we, we obviously – we notice that they're there. It's not like we ignore them or anything. Like we can really hear them loud and proud. So, yep. yeah, it, it's really good. It's really nice. It, it brings that Marion culture together as well and know that these fans are following us no matter how our season's going, ups, downs, you know, it's really good. We now, a lot of players have um, goal-scoring celebrations. We see that Nestori does lots of backflips in the yeah. men's team. Ben Halloran does his little bird-watching thing um there's uh alana do a, a phone next to her yeah her sometimes. she did in the first game i reckon she did i don't know i haven't actually asked her about that in round one have yeah. you have you started to think now that when you score another <laughs> goal what you're going to do look i i think my celebration at the moment i love getting around the girls yeah so no matter what i'll yeah always get around the girls we're actually laughing this morning um stance was going through our game review and it was posting all the photos saying like this is what i love about this sport and we're just watching Izzy Hodgson in every photo. I think, like, her reaction to our goals was better than the actual goals itself. And I think getting around our teammates is a lot more better. Um, that's what I find. But with my own celebration, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess whatever happens, happens. I love what you said just then about stents. And I I love Adrian Stenter and his commitment, not just to the team, but to women's football. He's yeah. got daughters himself. Yeah. Um, and you can see that there's an authentic passion that he has to help you guys be the best that you can. And you know what? It would be really challenging to be a coach of a women's football team when you are not a woman. Equally, it would be really challenging to coach a men's team if you're not a man. Um, I wanted you to give us some insight into Stents and how he's been through the the challenging first couple of games because by the sounds of it, he stayed pretty composed and really Definitely. positive to make sure things don't yeah. go off track. and like I mentioned before, like he has been with us the whole way. Um, it's not like he has dropped his head. He is probably the one that's been helping us keep our heads up and keep that morale there. Um, yeah, he's been so positive. Um, no matter what the result has been, he's always mentioned that there's always a positive 
side to this team, um, despite the negatives that have happened. He's he's got yeah. I, I I could go on all day, but yeah, what he's done for us over the last um, what is it, couple months with our results, he's always been there for us, and I got to give it to him. Now, just finally, this is a very honest podcast here, so you have to be honest. If I scored a goal in Cooper Stadium, yeah. Chrissy, I would probably watch it a thousand times yep. on my phone. How many times to the nearest hundred have you watched the replay? Come on. Uh, I probably watched it this morning before I went to training. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I watched it on the way – well, before I got to train this morning, I probably watched it at work multiple times. Good. I, I don't know. I feel like to me like that was that was probably up there with, with my top moments and I think it gives me a bit like a lot of motivation to be like this is what it's all about. Um, and it's not only just the goal, it, it's everything about it. It's looking at how the bench celebrated, looking how Stents gave me a massive hug at the end, how my family reacted, how the girls got around each other. It was everything and then the goal. So that's what I find is most important to me is how the girls reacted and how everyone got around each other. And then to make it even more special, because I know you're a humble person, you wouldn't be talking about it this glowingly if the team didn't get three points. So to score in a win, yeah. sure, it makes it that much special. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I've loved speaking yeah. to you. Thank you so much for taking the time on the Pitch Podcast. We've got a couple of um, weeks away from home, then we're back here. It's going to be a massive doubleheader as well against Melbourne Victory, and we hate Melbourne Victory. So yeah. um, hopefully we really smack them down and uh, we get six points across the afternoon. Chrissy, congratulations, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you.